everyone to Sex and Couples Therapy. Once again, welcome back. I'm the Happy Ending Therapist. I am Donna Harris Richards here, your sex positive sex therapist, LICSW and CST, ASEC certified sex therapist. And um, we are here today. Actually, we have our first guest today. I'm so excited to say um, we have our Local Dr. Michaud, Dr. Jeffrey Michaud, MD, obstetrics and gynecology with us today, specialist in women's sexual health, along with my beautiful and lovely producer, Vicki. Hello. So we're going to have a conversation with the three of us. How are you, Vicki? Hello. Good. How are you? Good. Hi, Dr. Michaud. How are you? I'm doing great, Don. Thanks again for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. I mean, I can't even believe you were interested in coming on, so I'm thrilled. Uh, Are you kidding? This is great. Who wouldn't want to do this? <laughs> talk about sex, right? Let's get the word out. Oh, yeah. Talk about sex. Let's get the word out. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Good, good, good. Yeah, so actually, you know, it's funny because um, Vicky was maybe going to be in New York today for the recording, and she's not. She's local. Mm. Um, but we seem to all have this kind of New York connection because... I'm from New York, and as I was reading Dr. Michaud's bio, um, turns out he has graduated from NYU Medical School in 1995, so here we are, New Yorkers. Mm -hmm. Here we are, yeah. Special time. I spent a good four years there. Uh, enough to uh, make an impact, I think. Good, good, good. And I want, I want to ask more about that. But first, what I'm going to do is state oh, yeah. the mission here, if that's okay with you. You know, the mission of sex and couples therapy uh, in this program, and just in my practice, is to help individuals, couples, and families embrace and integrate sex-positive thinking into daily life for optimal health, including sexual health and wellness. And Dr. Michaud, as you know, you know, women go for annual mammograms, gynecological exams, men go for prostate exams, and you know, all of that for physical sexual health. So in doing the work I do, I feel like we owe it to ourselves to check up on the emotional and mental aspects of sexual health for optimal health and wellness. And actually, as I'm saying that, you know, it's not only just emotional and mental health, it's, it's spirituality we talk about. And all kinds of stuff. It's really interesting. And we'll get into that today. Um, but back to back to New York City kids here. I'm curious. Um, mm -hmm. Let me just say that you are also affiliated with St. Luke's Hospital in New Bedford as well. And you have That's been right. practicing for more than 27 years. Is that right? Uh, well, that's a lot of math, but yes, it's about 27 years. <laughs> Quarter century, I don't know. I don't know what sounds better. Uh, no math today, I promise. Oh. So sorry. Okay. But that's really wonderful because it means you have a depth and a breadth of experience mm -hmm. that you bring to the table with your patients, mm -hmm. and that's really cool. Well, I, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, when I think back at the years when I first started, yeah, things were so different. I was pretty textbook savvy. But now, you know, as time goes on, and Donna, I'm sure you are the same in your practice, mm -hmm. you tend to learn more, not just about yourself, but about people, yes. uh, situations, yeah. and there's so much more you can apply that you just can't get in the book. That's where the art of medicine comes in. Oh, yeah, right? that's for sure. No, that's well said. Yeah. That's well said. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But back to New York for a second. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, back to New York. Did you live in the village? Is that where you were? Or... Uh, no, I didn't live in the village. I lived, I lived uh, well, we don't really have a campus, but uh, it was New York University, like 1st Avenue and 30th Street. For the first year, I lived just walking distance from um, Empire State Building. I had to wear earplugs to bed every night. I, oh. I was not from the city. I grew up in rural Maine, so this is a big difference yeah. for me, a big change. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, but I would, in the first two years, travel every day and walk down with my backpack down to the village wow. and study at Bope's Library, which is the big undergraduate library. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to escape all that high pressure stress from all my colleagues. <laughs> you know, I see them every day right. in the labs, you know. Um, and uh, I just needed that uh, that escape, mm-hmm. and that's what it provided me, that walk mm-hmm. to clear my mind. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. How long a walk was it, of- would you say? Oh, that was a good thirty-five minutes. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was it was a brisk walk. So that was my exercise. Too. <laughs> yeah. You know, so there you know, and back. Grab myself a falafel. It's your you time. And, your you uh, time. <laughs> that was my you time. That's yeah. correct. That so falafel. Do you remember mammoths in the village? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Oh yes, I do remember mammoths. Yes, that was my go-to. And back then, I also there's the papaya hot dogs, which oh, I would never recommend now. I know. <laughs> I was living on a student budget. Oh. And I would not recommend hot dogs to anybody at this Papaya point. With the, yeah, that, those drinks, <laughs> so. the orange drinks, right, with the nasty hot dogs. So um, well, you know, I, I would just stick with the hot dogs. I, I was very simple. <laughs> you know, I was, you know, if I had made dinner for myself, it was tuna fish out of a can. It, right. you know, it was pretty simple. Right. So Stuff I was a musician, things. you know, in the city, and we would do a lot of gigs at the Bitter End, the club down there. And after, afterwards, oh. we'd go to Mahmoud's all the time. And those falafels were, really? were the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. So, um, yeah, walking, food, like I love to think about all those pleasurable things. Being Mm -hmm. in the city, we were just talking about uh, Broadway shows and going to musicals. Mm -hmm. You were. Oh, yeah. Well, as as a, as a medical student there, oh, they, they were, you know, whenever you go to the student center there, um, they'd always give us cheap tickets to go to shows and um, see music events. Uh, I saw Elton John. I saw a few, yeah, a few plays, Menetoline Theater. But, you know, there was not much time to do that. That was the downside. You know, I mean, you can get the tickets, but there was uh, constantly tests and exams and things that need to be written or practiced. So, yeah. But anyway, I made the best of it. You did. I made the best of it. Well, I'm going to tell you that you don't have to be a city person um, to not like that noise at night because I was born and raised mm-hmm. in New York City in, in the village and then oh. moved out to Jersey and moved back and I was living on the Upper East Side you were on the sort of Middle East Middle Lower East Side but Upper East Side right. and after a while I just couldn't take it four in the morning the sanitation trucks oh, yeah. I, I mean I yeah. just never got used to it I don't know how people do yeah yeah I don't know so yeah. I'm just surprised I didn't get ear infections of wearing those earplugs every night. <laughs> but I ma- I made it through, you know. You did. You <laughs> Some did. of us didn't. I did. I did. And so you're from Maine, and what? How did you end up here in New Bedford mm-hmm. at St. Luke's? Well, uh, well, I was in residency after after medical school, which is four years. Um, you choose a specialty after being exposed to that in the third and fourth year. Mm-hmm. You choose a specialty. I chose OBGYN and. Uh, and then that residency is four years long, and I spent that time at University of Maryland in Baltimore. Mm. It is there where I met um, one of my colleagues who I currently work with, uh, Dr. Suzanne Karen. She was a year ahead of me in residency, mm-hmm. as well as her husband, who was also an OBGYN who practices out of uh, Women Infants Hospital in Providence. Cool. And so she's from New Bedford, oh, right. born and raised. So when they took a job, uh, I was she was a year ahead of me. I looked over the contract. I was like, oh, my God, that sounds wonderful. Go to New England, be near the ocean. Oh, that's what I want. Yeah. And it was time to get out of the city. Oh, cool. It, it was time. 
Very cool. Yeah. And what made you specialize in uh, obstetrics and gynecology? Anything in particular? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> well, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, I heard that all the time. You know, that question was always asked me when I'm applying for residencies. Sure. And, you know, I think the initial aspects of it that I was attracted to have really held true. Mm. Uh, and that, you know, that is a field, it's a specialty where I can, you know, have a relationship with, with patients that really extends, you know, their whole lifetime. Mm, yeah. From when they're young teenagers, huh. uh, middle age, senior years. And then, you know, it comes full circle. They bring in their own daughters or sometimes their, their elderly mothers, you know. And, um, and, I, and you know, I, that really, I, that, those interpersonal reactions, uh, interactions just mean a lot to me. It just makes uh, my day. So if you know me, you'll, you'll know that uh, I get a lot out of that. I derive a lot of joy out of, of those relationships. Um, and also, you know, I, I like procedures. I really do. Yeah. And, and I happen to be very good at it. So surgical procedures and other things. I think it takes a certain person to go into OBGYN. They need to be mm. a little empathic, uh, sensitive. Sure. Need to be confident in their decisions. And they need to be able to create an environment that feels safe for patients to open up. And I'm, I'm sure, Donna, you can relate to that. I sure I sure can. As a, as a, I saw, I saw Vicky putting a finger up. Did you want to say something, Vic? I did. I was just wondering if you could define for our listeners exactly what obstetrics and gynecology is in case anybody doesn't know exactly what um, OBGYN is. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> obstetrics yeah. is the study of, you know, uh, birth, uh, delivery. Um, uh, you know, that's the part of our practice where we take care of the pregnant patient and before, and during, and after her, her delivery. And gynecology deals with everything else um, <laughs> below the belt, I guess. Below the belt. Good. <laughs> below the belt. Um, well, you know, uh, we're, we're dealing with the health of women, health and wellness of women. You know, historically, we've also been, well, we sort of, in some ways, have taken over some of the roles of uh, uh, primary care providers. Mm. In fact, I used to be a primary care provider until we became a little more specialized as time went on. Mm. But uh, we're dealing about, you know, health and wellness throughout the lifespan. Yeah. Um, yeah. And with a focus on uh, female health. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, good question, Vicki. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, I love everything you're saying. You know, and it's funny, as you're talking, Dr. Michaud, I'm thinking to myself, mm. we're, in some ways we're, we're opposites. I, I work a lot with men. And, and sexual health in men. I mean, as well as we women. are, we are definitely opposites. <laughs> I work a lot with men because of you know ED, erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, mm -hmm. or early ejaculation. You know, all, all kinds of issues, and and for women as well, their sexual health, orgasm issues, and um, you know, arousal issues, and things like that. But my work, interestingly, is short term where, you know, folks come in and they sort of go through and then they're done. And if they need to come back, they do. But but usually the, the problem is resolved. So it's interesting to hear mm. you talk about this. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, I like what you're saying. Well, and actually, I do want to say, surprise mm -hmm. everybody, Dr. Michaud is my doctor. He is my gynecologist. <sighs> and when you just said that thing about being say. really good at surgery... 
That is true, everyone. He is a beautifully <laughs> skillful surgeon. <laughs> I can personally attest. So. Uh, oh, no. Well, that's the art of medicine. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, thank you very much, Donna. I appreciate that. Sure. Okay. I wasn't going to say anything. You know, there are HIPAA regulations. I know, so, I know. know that's true. But I'm allowed to say it. But you can share. <laughs> yes, you are. So, uh, are. yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> and, and I, you know, it's interesting because I always notice that about you. I always notice that you, you have this way, and I don't know what you're doing exactly but you have this mm. way of making people feel safe and that they sort of open the door to talk about issues that they might not normally talk about you know if, if any yes. concerns they have or you know worries around sexual health you know you're just kind of like oh, really open about it and make it easy to talk about mm-hmm. well that that would be my goal that for me it kind of comes naturally and that's mm probably one of the reasons why I ended up in this field because I recognized early on mm. yeah somebody that people can talk to and, mm-hmm. uh, and that's my gift you know we all have our thing yeah do you find that you thank you for recognizing oh me. yeah I mean do you find that you do what I think well not what I think but <clears throat> what I do <laughs> do you think that you do a fair amount of normalizing for people I do I do yeah. you know it um and you know and this is what I, I love about Donna, your your podcast, and you know, getting the word out to people because I think a lot of times some of these issues, you know, people can feel really alone um, with whatever it is they're dealing with, and if they can hear people like us talk about these subjects, they realize that yeah, this is normal. If enough people have it, this is normal. And what is normal anyway? Exactly. <laughs> you know. You know I, what what is normal is just like you have to have a certain number percentage to make it normal. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, I, you know, there's a lot of uh, I think a lot of stress can you know is just this burden that we carry can be relieved if we just we can be uh, unburdened from it if we just realize that you know we are fine just the way we are. Mm. Uh, we are fine just the way we are. Just got to make it work for us. Yeah. And if we talk about yeah. it. Because a lot of times people mm-hmm. don't talk yeah. about it because they're worried that it might be weird yeah. or that, you know, it might something mm-hmm. might be wrong with them or, mm-hmm. you know, why why yeah. can't I do this or why am I having a hard time with this? And mm-hmm. I feel like in both of yeah. your fields, it's stuff that is generally, you know, quote unquote taboo topics mm-hmm. that, you know, people don't oh, yeah. like to talk about. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And then the word I would love to get rid of in the English language is should. Like, I should be like this, or I should do this, or I yeah. You know, I mean, it's yeah. what pressure to have to live up to that, right. you know? Right. We oh, can just yeah. be a little more, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and what you're saying mm. about pressure, of course, that, that's directly related to my field where, you know, pre- pressure, mm. pressure creates anxiety. And then it's the anxiety that creates the tension, the physical tension, emotional tension. Now, so, yeah, again, tension is normal, right? And there, there's lots of stuff to talk mm-hmm. about in terms of holding tension. But um, when it comes to, to anxiety, this is the thing that gets in the way of pleasure, right? And the shoulds and all right. the stuff you're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You just be more open and, and uh, yeah, open to the experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, without all those expectations, you know, that's where play comes in. That's where fun comes in. That's right. That's what makes 
holidays so great. Or no, I shouldn't say holidays. Vacations so great. Holidays yeah. are stressful. Oh, that's, <laughs> okay. that's right. Oh, it's a difference, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. but you know what? In Europe, because we were just talking about being in London, they call yes. vacations holidays. So that's okay that you said it. Oh, yes, I know. That's why. You that's know. right. Okay. That's right. But speaking about normal, right? So normal... You know, this idea that things are on a continuum, you know, is it normal or not normal? Well, it's not that black and white, yeah. right? I mean, we have to be thinking right. this in a sort of non-binary way, that there's a continuum, not yeah. of normal, but people tend to get very um, sort of rigid in their thinking about, is this normal mm -hmm. or not normal? This is, and this, this trips right. us up, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I have a little saying. You, you, when we were doing a little sound check, you saw the little oh, um, yeah. plaque on my wall. It says, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. And that's what it is, right? <laughs> it's be yourself. You know, don't do what everyone else is doing. Does it really matter? Everybody is so focused on their own selves. That, you know, that everybody oh. could care less about you. Just focus on yourself and what you need mm. and those you care about. Mm. Well, you could take my job because that's oh, no. that's what I say every day to people, you know. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to take care of yourself, right? So you have to, like I say to couples, yeah. you have to brush your teeth. You know, you have to wipe your own butt. You have mm -hmm. to do your own thing. You have to <laughs> put food in your mouth. Yes. But, you know, it, it's the... Yes. Uh, not in that order. But. Not in that order. But it's the oxygen <laughs> okay. mask on the airplane, right? I mean, if we don't take care of ourselves first, we can't... We can't take care of that person that we love sitting next to us, right? Yeah. But that's, that's right. also important, you know, not emphasizing mm -hmm. the individual. You know, we're so fiercely individualistic these days, right? You could sit in your house and right. you never have to see anybody and you can have a life, mm -hmm. order food, work online, all that stuff. But if you yeah. want to be in a relationship, you have to take care of the relationship too. That's right. Yeah. It's, a, it's a living, breathing organism mm -hmm. in and of itself, mm -hmm. the, the relationship. So I want to ask you, um, how how do you mm. how would you describe this idea of, of how you and maybe maybe it's hard to put your finger on, but you know how do you open the door for patients to talk about what what worries them or what they need normalizing about? Like in my what I what I do is I'll ask the questions about you know sex. I'll I'll say from the initial agreement, look, we can yeah. talk about sexuality and we can speed up the conversation if you're wanting that or get more intense or mm -hmm. you can say to me, look, I don't want to talk about that. I only want to talk about, you know, my partner washing more dishes in the house or cooking more often or division of labor. I don't want to okay. talk about sex. But at least if I bring up the topic, then it opens the door and they know it's possible. Oh. Well, you know, I during a regular annual visit, it's one of the um, one of the things I, I bring up, mm -hmm. it's it's part of the, um, you know, the intake, uh, part of the assessment that I have. I have to go through, you know, what ails you, were, are there any pains, mm -hmm. uh, um, of course, you know, vaginal discharge, you know. Yep. I go into, you know, is, is, is sex painful? Is it, mm -hmm. is there a problem with it? Any issues with sex? You know, and you know what, yeah. I'll ask all ages, person could be sitting in front of me in her 80s and I will ask that question. I'm not going to assume that it's a done deal. Sure. It's all done. You know? Great. Sometimes I get these answers like, I'm not sexually active. I'm married. You know? Oh, right. <laughs> you know? And I have to kind of, okay, you're not hearing me. I, I need to rephrase right. this. But this is usually a good question to ask when I'm sitting down and, you know, when I'm, you know, looking them in the face, I don't like to, I, I don't have a computer in the room with me. Mm. I think that's one of the... Yeah horrible things that's happened in medicine recently is 
doctors on their computers and you spend most of your time just filling in checkbox. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I can review that before I go into the room and I can remember what I, what I do in the room yeah. with the patient. But I have to make sure that I ask the question. I'm not, I'm not there to, to make light of it. I genuinely want to know, is it an issue? Is it something we need to talk about? Mm-hmm. And it, it behooves the patient to, to bring it up and to acknowledge it if it truly is an issue. Otherwise, yeah, it won't be addressed. Right. Unless I, unless I detect something else on the exam that needs to be uh, you know, investigated further. Sure. Um, sometimes people are a little slow to open up. As you can imagine, the GYN exam can be really uh, difficult for some. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anxiety goes through the roof. Sure. We see that in blood pressures. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can't hide that. Um, but uh, it really behooves a person to, to really make most of that appointment to make sure that they get their needs met. Because mm-hmm. if you can't tell your gynecologist about your sex problems or your sex therapist, yeah. then who are you going to tell? You know, your friend? <laughs> right. Right. Well, um, ho- hopefully your partner, yeah. and then you can sort of navigate through hopefully it together. Your partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I do have some women who come in sometimes like, okay, my husband or my partner told me I need to bring this up. Mm. Mm. And uh, so, okay, fine. Well, let's, yeah. we'll, let's address it. At least it gets you here. And we can talk about sure. it. Well, you funnily know? enough, I have to, I just have to say this. I told Vicki, you know, the last time I was in my appointment with Dr. Bichot, he's like, so how's it going? You know, how's business? And I'm like, oh, the phone doesn't start ringing. It's great. And mm-hmm. then something came up about the podcast. Either I said it or you said it. I can't remember. But then oh. suddenly I said, hey, want to be a guest? And you were like, sure. Or, or I said, do you want to be a guest? I said, do you want to be a guest? And I don't know if you'd heard it or not. And I said, take a listen. And you yeah. did. And then you called me and said, I'd like to be a guest. And of course, I was shocked. I was like, wow, yeah. that's great. Really? But there we oh. were just having fun in the appointment, like talking about this, talking about that, you know, getting it all done. And then like, well, here we, we always are. have fun in the appointment. Right? <laughs> yeah, here we, we go. Well, because we opened the door to this opportunity. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah, if we went in with these preconceived notions, oh, no, I'm not going to ask because he doesn't want to come. Or if I said, ooh, I'm being on a podcast. I've never done that before. This is my first, by the way. Oh, I'm scared. You know, then, yeah, I had performance anxiety. Uh, that could have <laughs> right. prevented me from joining in this, whatever you want to call it. So breaking yeah. the podcast, Jerry. So, isn't that lovely? Oh, that's so great. <laughs> yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, well, go on. Yeah, yeah podcast cool. version. Um, but yeah, so oh. that, that's kind of how that happened. And so, yeah, I think, you know, when, when you sort of walk through the world in that way, where you just say, look, you know, possibilities are limitless. And let me try to be as open mm-hmm. as I can. And let me take advantage of someone yeah. opening the door for me and let me leap through. And then we never know what, what's going to come from that, right? That's right. So far, so good. <laughs> we haven't seen the part two, though. That's yeah. Really who knows? Oh boy. But it's okay. Who knows? No, who knows? Oh, oh geez. Um, guess what? Here's a good metaphor for sex therapy. Let's take yeah. a break, what? and then we can oh, yeah. start again. Okay, that's good. That's good. We're gonna prolong the experience. Exactly. For more that's pleasure. Good. For more yeah. pleasure. <laughs> for more pleasure. So let's cool down. Yeah. And take a break, deep breathing, and come back. Lovely. So, Vicky, what do you think? Shall we, shall we wind this one up a bit? 
her wine down? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So listen, Dr. Michaud. She looks very happy. Thank you. This was only part one, and it's like we didn't oh, even yeah. get into anything, right. really. I know. We did. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for being the guest here on part one. We're going to pick up and do part two. Great. You'll be back. I'll yeah, be great. back. Vicky will be back. The crew in the background okay. will be back. Justin and, and Serena and all the folks in our background there. So uh, thank you, everybody out there in our audience for joining us today for part one with our first guest, Dr. Jeffrey Michaud, OBGYN, God at St. Luke's Hospital in New Bedford, who's fabulous. Hawthorne Medical Associates. Hawthorne Medical Associates, Dr. Jeffrey Michaud, M-I-C-H-A-U-D, everybody. Um, Okay, so listen, thanks again for joining us. You can find uh, the Sex and Couples Therapist on Facebook at just that, the Sex and Couples Therapist. You can find us on Instagram at the Happy Ending Therapist. You can call the office at 508-990-9909. The website is www.sexandcouplestherapy. You can reach Dr. Michaud at Hawthorne Medical Associates, and I actually know the number by heart, 508-996-3991. 3991, sorry. Oh my God. That's, uh, yeah, and <laughs> That's funny you know that because I had to look that up myself. Uh, I never called no, myself. I called there all the time. <laughs> for me, for my husband, for my oh. mother-in-law. Oh, you name it. Good for you. Yeah, so anyway, everybody, please have a great day. The sun is shining. Always make time for pleasure, play, and passion. See you for part two with Dr. Michelle.